0: We have more injury news coming out surrounding the Charlotte Hornets because, of course, plus the Hornets deny contract negotiations with Miles Bridges. We'll discuss all of that today on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, we live. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. And remember, we're free and available anywhere you can get your podcast, including YouTube, where if you're watching YouTube right now, you can see not only me on WFNZ from 12 to 3, Doug Branson, Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com. You yep. can also see the Sultan of Sneakers, David Walker, on Twitter, at David B. Walker. David, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm good, man. I wish I was standing up now, though. I, I, I feel you. like we all need to be standing. We all need to have tank tops, some gold chains, and then uh, we'll have the right energy going. I'm just
2: telling you, putting... it, gets, it gets the blood moving. It gets yes. it flowing. That's what I'm talking about.
0: It, Like I said, it helps in radio, but I'm just so confined to this little box of space that I have for the podcast, so our YouTube right. viewers can see it. But not Doug, man. Doug has the whole setup. He's got the whole shindig and he's going to probably go to a couple of basketball moves in a little bit. I mean, that's what he did yesterday (laughs) where he was portraying what Mark Williams did. And yeah, I even, I even
2: even lit, you know, I had to take down my Christmas tree, uh, you know, because it's past, uh, July, uh, January 1st, but I did light Mm. the hat tree. Praise be to the tree. There you
0: go. All right. What's the star on the hat tree? What's it's, the star it's, on? That? Oh, great question! It's not. It's not. It's not the Charlotte Hornets All Star game, right? What's
1: yeah. capping the cap tree?
2: <laughs> uh, probably, probably the new one that I got for Christmas. I, I can't. I can't really show it because I'd have to take my headphones off. But yeah, I got a new one for Christmas. Uh, shout out, my my friend Preston got me a new hat. So that'd probably be the star right now.
0: All right. Shout yeah. out to Preston. Out oh, wow. Preston. Getting you the star of the hat tree. Yeah, that's a pretty damn impressive hat. All right. Let's go on and talk about the injury news with the Charlotte Hornets. Just the latest news. It's getting ridiculous at this point, and it's been ridiculous at this point. Kelly Oubre, who had been suffering uh, some ligament damage for a while now, according to Steve Clifford, um, was kind of a late addition to an injury report that we had. Uh, maybe it was against Golden State, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, he's set to undergo surgery on his left hand to repair that torn ligament on Thursday. So he's going to miss at least four to six weeks is what the diagnosis is for Kelly Oubre, a very similar timetable to um, what Cody Martin was uh, missing, who is now on his way to being back. He's, he's questionable for this one. We'll get to that in just a moment. You know, David, we'll start with you. Kelly Oubre, I've I've praised some of the changes in how he's played I think this year you know I was I was hard on Kelly last year right second half he was you know he was awful shooting the basketball and when you don't pass and you refuse to pass the basketball and you also don't shoot it well then you're pretty much hurting your team at that point I thought you saw a little bit um, of him actually driving to the basket which is good Kelly Oubre and you know the shooting came and win and still was kind of the putting up the same numbers that he did in previous years but overall i i did like the way that kelly stepped up for this team but man Mm -hmm. he's going to be missing some significant time and it's unfortunate
1: yeah i mean everyone had the same reaction it seemed like it was just the hits just keep on coming for this team but i mean it really stinks for for kelly because like you mentioned i think the most impressive thing and he's had a lot of impressive things but the way he filled in and stepped up when this team really needed him when they needed that scoring when they needed that energy, right? I mean, stepped into the starting lineup, provided a spark, uh, was the leading scorer for this team for a while. And so it's just another hit for them that they, they can't get any consistency, they can't get anything to build upon because they keep shuffling these lineups, and now you're getting some guys in, some guys out. And so that's just a tough way to build upon any season. And and for Kelly, you know, personally, like you said, Walker, he's had a good season. I mean, we've said it, I said it here before. Probably the MVP of the team, you know, depending on how, on how much value you put in that for this particular team. But my goodness, uh, his scoring has been so huge. The deflections have been much talked about this year. You know, he's bought in a little bit more on defense. So just a tough blow. Four to six weeks. Who the heck know? Who, who knows? Who knows with these timetables anymore, honestly? I mean, could be four to six weeks, I guess.
0: Sure, I believe you now yeah, Doug. I mean, they they listed as out, and this is Rod Boone, who I'm getting the information from of the Charlotte Observer. You know, he mentions that you know, if if he does have to undergo surgery, he's going to seek a second opinion, possibly. but if if this is true, then you're looking at a post-All-Star break return. The All-Star game is February 19th. The trade deadline is February 9th. So mm-hmm. just to be, you know, he's going to be out at the time where they're able to possibly trade him, which is another part of the equation here. Yeah. Doug, what do you have uh, to say about the Kelly Oubre injury?
2: Uh, my, my understanding, and I, I may have this wrong, but my understanding was the second opinion was from, like, Joe Sharp and the team, and they were also like, yeah, your wrist is really messed up. Uh, you, should probably go, you should probably go get that taken care of. So that that was my understanding that the second opinion was also yes you need to have the surgery and you know it's it's just it's it's terrible luck for Kelly but but props to him for playing through it for sacrificing for the team because without Kelly uh, I mean they are yeah. in a bad place right now but they they would be in a, in a, an apocalyptic place uh it had had it not been for him and so he sacrificed for the team and he should be commended for that you know his shooting numbers are off this year and one has to wonder you know when exactly this hand slash wrist injury happened and what you know what impact that had on his ability to shoot the basketball you know we've been crediting kelly for going from tsunami poppy to tsunami father for driving the basketball but i think you have to wonder now is was that you know, precipitated by the fact that they needed him to to have that kind of game or did he need to have that kind of game because he he knew that shooting the basketball was going to be a little bit more difficult. I've been flashing some numbers here on the screen. You know, shooting numbers are down, but I go to the on-off numbers and on offense with him on the floor, they are four points per 100 possessions better uh, on offense, which is where this team I mean, they've struggled on both ends of the floor, but they were amazing offensively sure. last season. They're not this season, but when Kelly's on the floor, they play a lot better, and that's what they're going to miss, especially because he's, you know, been moved to the bench unit with Gordon out as well. Now they're damaged at the wing overall. Hopefully, maybe they can get somebody back. Maybe Cody Martin.
0: Yeah, Cody Martin's questionable entering this game. That also, according to Rod Boone, who put that out there, and, and Cody is starting to you know um, get out on the practice court a little bit more so if he does play in this game against Memphis then it will be the first time since playing just a couple of I mean seconds I don't even know if you can say I mean yeah it was like 30 seconds coming into the game he gets injured and then uh, that was October 19th that he eventually um, Lord, Lord. yeah that, that's been that long since Cody Martin has suited up for the Charlotte Hornets team you know real quickly it just what what do we make of the macro view of this Kelly Oubre injury, you know, David? Because we're talking trade deadline. I've talked about it. I've been kind of kicking this idea around about how, look, yeah, yes, it would be nice to have something in return for Terry Rozier's contract. You know, Gordon Hayward being injury prone. You know, Mason Plumlee, right? I mean, Mason Plumlee might be the closest guy you can get a hundred cents the on the most dollar. Most tradable for asset, according yeah, to Doug, and, right. And well, and just, and just right. And, and just the Correct. easiest guy to trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just great. Well, yeah. And just even the easiest guy to trade at this point, because yeah. he's the only one that's not injured and not putting up a career worst year, you know, that, that, that does right. not apply to Gordon, <laughs> Terry, and Kelly Oubre. So, you know, with, with Kelly, I mean, man, I, I don't know All who's star. trading for him as a rental, right? I mean, if he's coming back post all-star break, then you're going to get from March production on, Who's not on a contract year? The season after that, so you're just giving them on. You're just getting them on this rental. I, I, I think the trading of Kelly Ubre is kind of out the door at this point.
1: Yeah, tough sell. And anytime we're talking Hornets trades, especially kind of uh, team shifting ones, I'm I'm skeptical just because we haven't seen it that much. I know they brought mm-hmm. in uh, Montrezl Harrell last year for whatever it was worth, but you know when Doug was mentioning that yesterday that Plumlee was the most tradable asset, I, I did not disagree, Doug. I was not yelling at the uh, at, at my at my podcast feed, mm-hmm. but I was thinking about Kelly Oubre before this news came out. You know that because he had played so well, and because he seemed like a guy that you know contending teams would potentially add for another punch of offense off the bench or something like that. But at this point, you know, uh, yeah. How do you sell that to, to, to any team? I mean, how do they show this and, and make a move there? It seems highly unlikely even more so now.
2: Well, do they even want to at this point? I mean, I, I think uh, that the organization has a lot of love for Kelly and I think surprisingly Kelly has a lot of love for the organization. He's talked about it yeah. on, on Rod Boone's podcast. He, he really grooves with Steve Clifford he, he likes the organization for having, uh, you know, taking the chance on him in that offseason and bringing him on board. He has improved certain parts of his game. So, you know, if they can get him back here on, on a relative discount because of some of the issues this season with injuries and, and different things, then, you know, that, that could benefit the organization if they're trying to you know, make a run in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, the, the the reason they got him right, Kelly thought he was worth more than mm-hmm. what the market dictated. We wait mm-hmm. late into free agency, and he actually gets a non guaranteed contract. And then, you know it it's been it's been an interesting year and a half <laughs> for Kelly Oubre this uh, in in his tenure. I, with I do I, I after just, we, after yeah. we
2: come back from this break, I do want to talk about Cody Martin a little bit more because I think yeah. it's that whole situation with him coming back as you know for this final. However, number, however many number of games are left, I think is a really interesting story.
0: Yeah, no, and I wanted to, you know, get to some macro stuff with Kelly trading. You know, we'll have plenty of time for that as the season goes on. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.
2: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: Yeah, DSJ returned just a couple of nights ago. Could we get Cody Martin returning to the lineup tonight for the first time since the season debut? We'll get to that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. And you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball, World Cup. When that was going on, they have it all on betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those on BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Cody Martin could return. We'll discuss it coming up next. Lockdown Hornets.
2: are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thoughts on the news about Cody Zeller's injury?
1: That's a tough one, man. I mean, what the f*** it,
2: dude? Uh-oh. He's just
1: injured, man. He it's okay. okay. Look, just, you know, injuries to happen. He didn't want <laughs> to get injured, okay, David? But, but, uh, Sorry, guys. I just had someone jump out in front of my vehicle. That's, uh, that was understandable.
0: Only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So we could get one guy back. I mean, look, this is just how it's become now with the Charlotte Hornets. If you get somebody like you've got Dennis Smith Jr., then you do have to sacrifice someone else and balance the scale. That's what happened with Gordon Hayward, who leaves with hamstring soreness. Kelly Oubre already was out in this most recent game, but now he's going to take the place injury time-wise about with uh, Cody Martin. So you do have to balance the scales. That's what the season has dictated to us, and this is no different. It will be nice to get Cody Martin back, largely because this was the only offseason move you really made. This yeah. The Dennis Smith Jr. coming in late, Teo Maladon also just kind of falling into your lap after he gets traded to the Rockets and they don't really want him and has been great for us, right? you know, Great probably overselling it, but great for what he was expected to do on a two-way contract compared to all the other two-way guys that have played for the Hornets. Cody Martin playing now in what is going to be this is his fourth season, you know, what is going to be, even though he's technically already made his debut, you know, Doug, we've talked a lot about the shooting as weird as it would have been to say after his first two years, Cody Martin might help with the shooting, especially what happened last year in the first half of the season more so, would finish the year shooting just above 38% from three, only on a couple attempts per game, but was also pretty efficient just shooting overall from the field. So what do you expect to see from Cody Martin when he does return, and how big is that going to be for Charlotte?
2: Yeah, because when he shot the ball, he was either dunking it extremely hard or he was knocking down three-pointers. That's going to be, you know, your effective field goal percentage is going to go go way up and and on small usage you know you didn't have to give him the ball a lot to make it happen and we did last season also see him step up into a starting role And put up big numbers like I mean he was he was putting up fantastic numbers as a starter. So it's not just a situation where he can only be a reserve. He has proven that he can also step into into a starting role. And if he is made available tonight questionable DSJ was questionable for a long time, and and didn't and didn't make it back so we don't know if he's going to play, but he may have to jump into the starting unit, you know, right away if Gordon Hayward is unavailable to go. Um, so, yeah, you're getting the shooting, you're getting some more defense and and, and mm-hmm. less than on the ball defense. I mean, I think Cody Martin's a guy that's smart enough to get back on defense. They've been getting killed in transition. He can help you finish in transition. People forget that, you know, a lot of their offense last season was generated by stealing the basketball and getting out into transition for easy buckets. That was LaMelo Ball, but that was also Cody Martin. Uh, Cody Martin was a steel machine last season and, and getting them out for easy buckets. But but here's the thing. I hope he's fully healthy. I hope that yeah. his questionable uh designation is not about Kelly Oubre's surgery and not about Gordon Hayward's hamstring. So this should with the record that the Hornets have. This should be the time when players are suddenly out with like left thumbnail soreness, right? We should not be rushing oh, anyone that. back, especially someone that you just signed to a long-term contract. Mm. Yeah, that's all I hope. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, Doug. I mean, you mentioned Gordon Hayward, especially if he's out. That does help you on the defensive end, too. That was my big thing, though. How fast would Cody Martin get at a speed? I mean, good Lord, jumping into the starting lineup against the Memphis Grizzlies, a team that's got more energy, it seems, than any team in the league versus the Hornets, who at times just have no energy, uh, is, is a bit of <laughs> this is a scary proposition for anyone who hasn't played since October. Uh so yeah you just hope that everyone is on Yeah the it probably same goes to Jay here.
2: right I mean it's probably Jalen McDaniels in that slot uh but you never yeah. know
1: I mean who knows um I mean if he's if he's available he's he's certainly going to play so you would think maybe they would they would ease him back in but i mean yeah uh, well,
0: uh obviously going to help but you know who knows Well and and you're not you're not getting better defensively losing Gordon Hayward, but you are with Cody and Jalen in exchange for Kelly Oubre. And so that's something that you can try to make up that ground, right? With Kelly, you talked about being four points better per 100 possessions with Kelly Oubre on the floor offensively. Defensively, that's where Jalen and Cody Martin can try to make up some ground. You know, Cody being a better on-ball defender. And I know we've talked about maybe his defense being a little overrated at times, but he's still a better defender than Kelly. And I'd put a considerable gap. Yeah, and I put a right. And I think there's a considerable gap between the two. And I do think more so the struggles with Cody might come team defense. I know the deflections are there. You talked about him being a steel machine, though, last season when Cody Martin was out on the floor. And I do think he makes it harder when you're going up against Cody just with the basketball in his hands, right? If you're trying to line up ISO, I trust as a Hornets fan, Cody guarding the other guy trying to score more so than I would Kelly, just as far as being an on ball defender. And, and some some of those defensive um, lineups will be fun, right? So can you can you live in a world where you have Lamelo, DSJ, Cody Martin, Jalen McDaniel's, PJ Washington in that four, and then Mark Williams at the five? Like that was a delicious lineup that I just cooked up. You talked about kind of being uh, similar to what you talked about yesterday, Doug.
2: Yeah, that's fine. But I'm telling you, if he comes back and in the next three games injures something around what his yeah, injury I was, yeah, for sure. I, I'm going to riot. I'm just going to come on this podcast. I'm going to start throwing things. This beautiful set behind me is going to get destroyed because I'm going to riot because there's just no sense in bringing guys back early you know, because of other injuries when your season, maybe you think the season is salvageable, but nobody else does.
0: What would yeah. sitting? It's my bad. I was just going to ask you no. if, if, if sitting down Doug would go on a riot or would he just be more confined? <laughs> no, is
2: that's it, the whole point. Yeah, sitting oh, I think down that, Doug I think would the fuse probably is just be much and shorter take standing
1: it. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, fuse, the fuse is much shorter standing up. <laughs> I mean, that's a thing too, Doug. It would be now a pattern that we're starting to see, right. it seems like, with the training staff or whomever. I'm not pointing fingers, but like something's going on with these guys where we don't know what the diagnosis is, the diagnosis changes uh sometimes they come back diagnosis they murder stay back right, exactly um <laughs> so i mean th- that's just another thing to how many people get, how many people do you think
2: get that reference let's say that was a show that was starring it, I'm um i'm very was it?
1: old so i can't imagine many people got it
2: that was a show starring andy griffith uh as was a it? wasn't it diagnosis murder i'm pretty this sure post
1: matlock the, the, the sh- really hitting the no 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 dick
2: right van dyke now. i'm sorry dick oh, van dyke. No, i'm, I'm getting my I'm, I'm, cla- I'm sorry i'm getting my classic tv show white guys mixed up well it was wait dick what, van dyke.
0: hold on though what's hilarious about that is i i didn't expect this to be as funny as it did especially with the answer being dick van dyke because literally <laughs> both of those guys appeared on the andy griffith show mm-hmm. and the dick van dyke show and we look were trying this. to think of uh, the show of both of those look <laughs> at this current Eat your heart out, pop culture. Was it Andy Griffith on the Dick Van Dyke show? I'm trying to to think. No, No, Andy Griffith was on the Andy Griffith show. Dick Van Dyke was on the Dick Van Dyke show. That's what was hilarious about that. All right, that's standing up, Doug. He's he's getting angry. I like it, though. (laughs) Stand-up comedy for you. (laughs) Okay, coming up next on the Locked Out Hornets podcast.
2: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Transition.
0: So we do have, I can't, (laughs) I can't even hear you. All right. So we do have some reports that came out from Woj that the Hornets and Miles Bridges were involved in some contract negotiations. But since then, and really in the last day, that has been refuted by the Hornets in a weird way. We'll talk to you why that's been a weird way that the Hornets have done that coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast.
2: Is locked on Hornets.
0: But I have seen him go all the way up to number ten. That was—is there a warning? Do we need to get out of here?
2: Okay. Here's the thing. My—I don't know if you heard, but my watch went off, and I was trying to silence it, and then I accidentally hit ping the phone, and then the phone pinged, and and now here we are. (laughs) I'm doing my best, man. It
0: seems like you're doing your very worst.
2: (laughs) Well, sometimes it
0: seems like you're—I'm actively fighting you today to move. Sometimes
2: my best is my worst. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast.
0: All right. So just, I think, what was it? Uh, it was before Christmas. If, but Yeah, because that was the news drop, right? From Adrian Wojnarowski, a part of ESPN. He tweeted out that the Hornets and Miles Bridges were involved in contract negotiations. And I believe Rod Boone of the Charlotte Observer also uh, came out afterwards and said, that they had been in the works for quite some time that it had been kind of going back and forth as the season went on, you know, these negotiations. Well, you know, now what you've seen is the Charlotte observer, not from Rod Boone, but Doug, what was it from an op-ed? I know both you, uh, David, you, you and Doug, both of you guys saw this. So what did this come out?
2: Uh, yeah, this was an op-ed in the Charlotte observer by Paige Maston. The title of the op-ed was miles bridges may not be returning to the Charlotte Hornets after all, good Uh, that was an opinion piece and the statement from the hornets reads very simply quote we have not been engaged in contract negotiations with miles bridges unquote
0: okay so the observer had it first in a weird way it being in an op-ed and the hornets statement by the way wasn't some official statement released and it wasn't released in an email to pr or excuse me to the media it wasn't you know, put out there on their Twitter platform or any social platform. It was just a statement in response. And we don't know, I guess, who said it. I mean, it was just the whole team. It wasn't, it wasn't Mitch Kupchak. It wasn't Steve Clifford or anybody that you would individualize. It was the entire team. And by the way, you know, my colleague at WFNZ, uh, Kyle Bailey, he confirmed that report by league by, by, um, seeking a league source, and they said the same thing, that that original report was actually put out there by Clutch Sports, Miles Bridges' agency. Yeah, kind of a mess here. You know, David, how do we uh, untangle this mess and, and make sense of what happened?
1: Great question, Walker. I mean, I think that's everybody's trying to figure out. I think that's why you're seeing this from, you know, the local sources first, even though it's not the local sources that you may think. I mean, the fact that this was buried in an op-ed piece on January 2nd is is a little mind-blowing. I, or it was printed or it was dated January 2nd. I'm not sure if it was in the print edition yesterday or, or the day of or whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, not a, not a part of the sports reporting, not, as you said, something released officially from the team just to, hey, hey, uh, we are not engaged in contract negotiations. And, you know, Doug, you and I theorized on what this could have sprouted from when the news came out last week. It certainly sounded like, you know, maybe came from the Hornets' side. Uh, that's not the norm over there. But it didn't come from Shams, who sometimes is known to be, you know, kind of the spokesperson for Clutch, or, or certainly gets a lot of the Clutch releases. It came from from Woj. And the wording of that was bizarre from ESPN, you know, just how they reference Miles Bridges at all. So it's um, not
2: bizarre. It's the norm now. I mean, Woj, Woj is a Woge is not a reporter. Uh, right. uh, doesn't doesn't really is not a journalist at all. Is someone that just takes what agents and and people that have agendas tell him to print, and he prints it. And, and there and so that that's when you get you know Miles Bridges's role in a domestic dispute or whatever the the official right. whatever the actual language was it wasn't that he pled no contest you know to a a felony domestic violence charge that's not what was said you know it was made to seem like yeah he was just standing around when it happened or something it's you know it's, it's perhaps absurd. we should have
1: read into that more I, I don't know but 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 I think your point larger point was Doug the team is letting just things blow in the wind at this point uh with this and other things but there's no Rhyme or reason to to any of it? We don't know which which way they're leaning or which way they're going, aside from that that small uh, comment that was that was buried in the op ed piece.
2: Yeah, every company, every organization has an opportunity, a choice about who gets to set the narrative, and there's and 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 at times those narratives can battle one another, and, and then people have to decide what narrative they want to believe. And but the Hornets have opted to let everyone else fans commentators like us uh journalists agents they get to set the narrative uh for for how this team operates and and then when they finally do make a statement about their current contract negotiations it doesn't happen through the normal sports channels which leads one to wonder at this point do they really want people to know the status of those contract negotiations i I think everything is up in the air at this point i'm not going to make any determinations as to what, how this is all going to resolve itself. If Miles Bridges oh, yeah. suits up for the Charlotte Hornets, I'm not going to be surprised one bit. If he doesn't, I'm also not going to be surprised because anything can happen at this point because no nobody has really uh, sat down to you know and 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 explain this situation to fans. And meanwhile, there's a subset of the fan base that has given up on the Charlotte Hornets because of this whole thing, and the Hornets have done nothing. Uh, to, to you know, calm the fears of those fans or answer any of those questions. Well, it's,
0: and, ob- yeah, go ahead. Sorry no, no, I'm no yeah, sorry. I'm just saying with the PR stuff too, right, This it, it would make sense for the Charlotte Hornets to come out upon those initial reports from Adrian Wojnarowski and say, right. something. we're not in contract negotiations with Miles Bridges right now. The only reason I guess you wouldn't say that is, is because – <laughs> you well yeah that's true one because you are but also that you wouldn't want to put out some statement so anti-miles bridges if you do want to bring him back so they're or both you in the want same to neighborhood. Be, or
2: you want yeah, yeah so you're, right. yeah maybe they that's, aren't engaged now but they plan to be once they get yeah. more information from the nba and so you can't come out and 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 you know strongly deny those yeah totally th-
0: yeah and that so yeah. that's that's what i'm thinking as far as you know why the hornets wouldn't come out because it, it's a strong pr play it's 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 kind of the right one if if that's true right if it's not true then you're doing the right PR play this, this is it <laughs> you know not saying anything but if if it's not true like they've denied you know then then you would say no we're, we're not in negotiations right now by the way you know with, with the way that this season has gone Doug you bring up how most people have kind of bailed on this year e- anyway because we're very mm. close to the halfway point and the Hornets are um, down with not the Detroit good. Pistons in the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings. You, you, you could also flip this, and if if you want to view this from a cynical standpoint, which you have to in a lot it's of the these cases way you surrounding can do the it NBA, at this point right? yeah, you absolutely have to. I mean, the Hornets. Not saying they should do this, but what we could see the Hornets do is use this awful year as camouflage. Trade Terry Rogier, Gordon Hayward, not bring back Miles Bridges, sell it as it just is a time where we go in a different direction with all of the past contributors that were our foundation and move to a different direction and camouflage it as we just did not want to get in business with Miles Bridges. But in reality, you just wanted to blow it up in, in a basketball sense, right? If they were winning, then you might bring back Miles. So I I don't know. I, I'm interested yeah. to see what's going to happen you know, down the Miles Bridges road, but we're not at the end yet. Yeah, which would be the gap year scenario we talked about
1: back in the summer, right? Like when all this stuff was going down and Clifford came back, maybe this is a year they just do a gap year. But you mentioned the the, the idea of selling things. I just want them to sell something. At this point, they're not selling anything. They're they they're, they're not selling a direction, and maybe they'll get there to your point, Walker. But we don't know. What are they trying to put around Lamelo Ball? Are they actively looking to trade pieces? Are they looking to tear it down? They're tanking, but are they trying to tank? I don't know. I mean, I know the players aren't, but they're down there with the Pistons. You know, at this point, uh, in in the running for the top picks. So that's the frustration I think from the fans. This is another instance where they just don't know what's going on. They don't know the direction of this team. They don't know how this team feels. They don't know how to feel about the product on the court because, A, it's not very good, but, B, you don't know what's behind it. You don't know what the intent is. And I think that's – they're in danger of really alienating a lot of fans no matter what they do at this point because some people are just sick of it. Doug, you mentioned the other night the place is filled with Lakers fans. Always going to be the case. But you can't blame the fans at this point because the organization has just taken the stance of – you know, we'll let you know when we know. Who knows when that'll be.
2: Well, I think if you're a fan who is on the fence about this situation, about whether they should bring back Miles Bridges, or you're a fan that thinks they shouldn't bring back Miles Bridges, I'm excluding everyone that thinks that they should absolutely bring back Miles Bridges. But you're, if you're in those other two categories, uh, to me, I, I, I can't, I would not be able to help but feel manipulated. And the question is, who is doing the manipulating? Is it the the team that leaked that to Woj, and then the timing is horrible, and, and they and and but then why then why deny it, uh, you know later on in this op-ed, and then why bury it in an op-ed? It's that's all confusing. But then mm-hmm. if if it's not the team and it is Clutch Sports and Miles Bridges, then I would feel very manipulated by Miles Bridges. Like this doesn't to me this doesn't reflect uh, good of of the. <laughs> it, it ranks really low on the things that don't reflect great on Miles Bridges, but it does rank um as something that it's like now you're trying to manipulate the media to either get him uh signed by another team or push the contract talks well with the charlotte and, and that would it's all it's all on, very right? sli- it's all very slimy and ugly and oh, I, I don't love it. that's
0: that's clutch <laughs> right. And that, that's where right. I kind of go with, it's kind of I kind of go more so Rich Paul, right? I mean, not, yeah, clearly nobody is going to absolve anything from Miles Bridges and that specific party, but this is what Rich Paul would do with any one of his clients, you know, and, and he's going to try to leverage the situation as much as he possibly deems fit. Hell, <laughs> may, maybe, maybe. I mean, they, they got to know the game too, right? Hey, if we give it to Adrian Wojnarowski instead of Shams, then they're going to question maybe it comes from the other team. Like, you know, because yeah. you're trying to play the, the game against the reporters. That's highly speculatory. Yeah. So if you wanted to play it, very, <laughs> yeah, if yeah, you wanted but, to have the soundbite or whatever, but yeah.
1: What else can we do though? It, it's just so odd because even in that piece from Woj, Doug, and I don't want to um, misstate it, but there were like plans of action to uh, to uh, reintegrate Miles Bridges, like, within the community and stuff. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it kind of came from the team, but 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 the, the whole thing kind of, we don't know, you know? It, There's it, like- that,
2: that's what I'm saying. I mean, we're talking about some really elite levels of media manipulation here. And so I don't, again, I, I said it at the beginning, <laughs> yeah. but I also just want to reiterate and not absolve, woge in this situation for just funneling this it's garbage it's garbage it's not it's not actual information it's and,
1: and it came on the heels of, of miles being on the court you know at the end of yeah. that lakers game it was literally the, the next day or two when the cameras found him and, and his teammates going over to him i mean you talk about cutting a feed <laughs> that was done with the swiftness at the end of that game but it's just all the pieces. You're right. I think the word that's 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 seeping in everywhere from whatever angle you look at this is just it's it's all continues to be just kind of gross and weird. And who knows what's going on? All right.
0: That'll do it for lockdown. Wait, morning. wait, one Today. more thing. One, yeah, one, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a okay. diagnosis. Ooh, murder. Were not doing do thing? Thing? I apologize. Go ahead. <laughs> are we going
2: Wait, what, David, are we going to do the same thing? Are we going to do
1: going it? diagnosis, murder confirmation? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Go okay, ahead. Okay, are okay, are yeah, you going to say what I'm going to say? I think I am. I think I am. I don't know about the Dick Van Dyke show, but Andy Griffith was on a juicy (laughs) two-parter of a 1997 (laughs) episode of Diagnosis Murder, uh, which I'm going to look up and see if this is available for streaming anywhere. I'll tweet out that link later. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) for sure.
2: Well, you can watch it on Pluto.TV. But yes, Sloan and Lit. Not only was Andy Griffith on on the Diagnosis Murder show, he was on there as Matlock.
0: Oh, you said Matlock, David. Nice call. You said something. Yeah. Wow. That up. So, well, his show right. is
1: Matlock, but man, what a universe. Man, that, that,
0: that, that That's how you bring a show all together. Thanks for stopping me from ending it <laughs> prematurely for, for some. <laughs> you are never getting away with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> we were both you guys, you guys <laughs> dove in front of the bullet. That was ending the show. Thanks for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen. Game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, locked on game to game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to David for hopping on with us. Thanks to Doug, as always. I'm Walker Mail. We'll be back with you tomorrow.